0: Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former
1: pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. We are going to geek out on all things tennis rackets today. Joining me is Troy and Tiffany. Thanks, you guys. Hi. What's up? To go with this podcast episode, we actually have a supplemental video that we worked on last week together, but essentially we are going to talk about five rackets, And then a couple extra, but five rackets that play like the peer drive, because we get asked all the time what rackets play like the peer drive. Sometimes you guys are looking for something that's like almost identical. Sometimes you're looking for something that's very similar, but also has something else to add. Sometimes you're looking for, I don't know what you guys are looking for, but you're always asking us what plays like the peer drive.
0: Yeah, I think it's like sometimes it might be a little out of boredom. Sometimes it might be because... You Know they got some arm pain, you know, there's various reasons, but.
1: yeah. So, we all collaborated, and um, Tiffany is, I, th- I would say, the pure drive is in her wheelhouse, um, in terms of specs. And once you started hitting with it, I was like, dang, when are you switching? But <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, maybe you can give us some reasons why you love the pure drive, and we love the pure drive so much.
2: Well, you know, um. Back, I won't say how many years ago because I'm (laughs) just not going to go there, Um, but I had taken a hiatus from tennis after high school. I I really, I hit around in college. I didn't play on the collegiate level. And then when I returned to to hitting more often, um, just after college, actually the the pure drive was the racket I picked and started to use. I, I wasn't a pure drive user prior to that. And I think that's kind of why I like it. It's just was, it really helped me get back in the game and made me feel pretty good about where I was and it was just offering me easy power uh, all around playability and just you what I really like too about the pure drive is that I get an even amount of power so it's not like um, I can miss a sweet spot and still get a, a good shot off and if I'm on the defense it sends a, a ball back um, that's playable. And it's, it's, it's a good racket that can help me get off of defense and try to play. Not that I'm the most offensive player out there, but uh, not play so defensively all the time. Gives me some power on serve. (laughs) I always need power on serve. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's such
1: a versatile racket also because I feel like players of all levels can literally pick it up and find success right away. Um, We've kind of talked about that. And Troy, I know it's not necessarily a racket that you would normally gravitate towards. It wouldn't be like in your bag, but even you, I think, can appreciate what the pure drive has to offer.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly kind of what just Tiff Tiff, uh, explained is that it's like, it's a fun racket for me to hit. Um, I've tried various iterations over the years. I think probably the one I used the most was like the old school like Rotic plus just trying to like emulate Rotic or whatever you know get get that power on serve and like um, I do like the extended versions of the pure drive but um, I think they've Babylonotss refined them over the years, especially like this current iteration of the pure drive I think it's kind of, um, a version that's you know suitable for players that necessarily just didn't play Peer Drive their whole life, or were used to the Peer Drive. I think it's a, it serves it serves a wider variety of players. But yeah, easy power, yeah.
1: super nice. fast, super fun. Super fun.
0: Maybe not the most feel, but hey, we're not talking about feel today. You know?
1: <laughs> not today. We're talking about that pure drive. I have to tell my quick story. I, I always have nostalgia with this racket because it was the first racket I played with in college. So I transitioned out of a prince, precision, a keep, long body, and juniors. They stopped making the racket. I'm pretty sure they like there was none to be found. Um, and I demoed a bunch and I remember. I ended up with the pure drive back then. It was the team plus, um, I had no idea. I don't really know what the specs were, but I remember that racket. The second I hit it, I was like, that's it. That's the one. And ever since we've had a little bit of a love affair. So <laughs> it's, uh, such a great racket. <laughs> I'm like remembering like back in the day. Okay. Anyway, So back to the topic at hand, Troy and Tiff well we all kind of like came together and we're like what are five rackets that are very similar and I'm gonna have Troy walk us through the different ones that we came with and then Tiff's gonna talk about her experience hitting with those rackets because we've play tested them all she is you're gonna watch that video and see her hitting with them and um it's gonna be awesome so Troy lead us off with one of the first rackets that you think is the most similar to the pure drive
0: well in the video we did do sort of a uh, like a palette refresher we did and tiff kind of hit a few w- with the uh, pure drive 2021 i don't know i mean i kind of just touched on what i thought about the newest version of the pure drive but anything particularly stand out with this um newest pure drive versus old ones tiff that you like or maybe don't like
2: um you know for me it's like the pure drive like you said just keeps getting refined and what changes a lot for me is not a lot it's just changed over the years and maybe if I picked up a version from like 2012 to now I'd feel a bigger difference but from version to version um the changes have been subtle enough where I feel like it's pretty seamless to go from one to the next So it's it, the the pure drive performance is still there but the feel is what's changed and it feels like you're hitting right smack dab in the middle of the sweet spot it does have a bit of a more muted feel I think than previously um outside of it, it's a little bit firmer, but you still get that same, you still get a even response. And I feel like the power level doesn't drop off outside of the sweet spot. So that performance is still there. So it's just kind of goes back to like incremental changes to feel over the years.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's something I noticed with the, cause I like this iteration more than previous ones. And like, I think the feel changed a little bit and it felt like a little bit more smooth and plush in the sweet spot. But like Michelle said in the review of the racket, um, you were saying how the sweet spot's more pronounced. So it's like you can feel the sweet spot, but then outside of it, a little more drop off. And um, yeah, just for me, I just felt more confident with the feel of it. So I felt like I could swing more freely. And I, I felt like I, in, in the end, was able to get more controllable power out of it. But uh, I really like the new one. So you hit that one. You got a little palette refresher, just a taste of you know what you love about the pure drive. And then the first racket we jumped into... Racket, that's a pretty common one when people ask us what's similar, even has similar color paint scheme, uh, mm-hmm. is the Yonex EZ- EZON 100. And definitely no tips, no stranger to trying out the Yonex 100 head sizes.
2: Oh, yeah. And the Yonex head shape, something I'm quite familiar with. I used to play with a, a Yonex Bayback, the RDS-003. Love that racket still, um, which actually has similarities as far as performance um, in terms of easy power but that was quite some time ago. It's a little bit longer, so not part of this conversation, <laughs> yeah. but the E-Zone 100 uh, right when I started hitting it, I think when I first noticed was that it was really responsive. I was getting super easy depth. The feel is going to be different. Just it's a Yonex racket. So it doesn't feel like uh, a babble off. It felt even more responsive The feel just the ball, just jumping off the strings for me.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, I can jump in as well because I got to hit against Tiff as she hit through all these rackets. So obviously the, when she was hitting with a pure drive, I was like, I think I asked her after like, when are you going to switch? She was hitting so well, really deep. It seemed like very easy to get spin and power. And then with the E-Zone 100, it seemed pretty like an easy transition for her. And she was still hitting very consistent with depth and power and spin. Um, we also did a bunch of volleys. So I thought that was a good way. I mean, like obviously serves, volleys, all areas of the court are important when you're demoing rackets and hitting with them, but she seemed like she had no problems with maneuverability and she was blocking balls back nice and deep. And it seemed like it was a good racket up there as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, also not kind of just beyond uh, you know what Tiff said. I know uh, the Yonex E Zone One Hundred is Brittany's racket of choice. Yep, and I know she she's one of those that can go back and forth between the Pure Drive and the E Zone One Hundred quite a bit. And uh, when she switched to the E Zone, I'm just like, okay, Britt. So yeah, I know you go back and forth between those, but like, what is the real difference to you? You know, and she's kind of always told me that like the Yonex has always kind of just given her maybe a little bit more of a comfortable ride or maybe something to do with like the handle system, a little bit more plush. And then also maybe just a tad bit more controllable power. Whereas the pure drive sometimes can just kind of have a little bit more raw power.
1: Nice. I can see that. Yeah. 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 And that isometric. Well, and some people like to say that Yonex is like the cool kids brand. So maybe Brit's just one of the cool kids.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs>
1: Okay. What was the, uh, what was the next racket you gave to, to try?
0: Oh, uh, the next one up, another one that has some blue in the cosmetic and another one when uh, we reviewed the racket, uh, a lot of the play testers compared it to the pure drive type of performance. That's the Dunlop FX 500. What'd you think about that one Div? Uh,
2: I think that the, the easy playability was there. The thing that I noticed uh, I felt like, out of the three so far, it was the, the FX 500 was the fastest swinging. I was coming around it really fast. I felt like a uh, easy spin, a different feel than the other two. Um, it had, um, oh, you can help me out here, Troy, with the name of the technology. But I felt like the, the one set, I mentioned um, in the
0: video was the Sonic Core.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it the has a, like a pretty dampened feel. I felt like not necessarily like sometimes a, a racket has a lot of weight and it plows through the ball and you kind of have that that feel but this one is like a it has a softer feel but more of a you still can tell that the the racket has a little bit of stiffness the way the ball comes off the strings like it responds more like a stiff racket would but it has a, a more of a dampened feel Um, it also felt very mm. fast i liked it at net uh, really easy playability, and I always am a fan of the Dunlop um handle shape just because the way I grip the racket, I'm always I, I grip it pretty low, so I like the fact that there's a minimal cut cap,
0: yeah. Tiff yeah, likes to do this whole
2: tip, yeah. Tiff, yeah Brit, the they like right to do there.
0: this pinky off, you know, they get more uh, more wrist when action, serve, you know.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, when I serve, I put my pinky down below. I think it's like I'm trying to get that. Any extra height I can, so like that yeah. little pinky. But um, when I'm hitting groundies, my my whole hand is on there, but or I'm gripping it all the way. But just really pretty low in the in the palm, not a, a higher. So I like that the fact that that handle and Yonex as well. It's easier for me to grip onto some of the other grips that can be feel big bigger in my hand. So
1: yeah, that's that's a good point because a lot of people think that Babolat grips do run on the bigger side. So um, that's a good point that you mentioned that about the Yonix and the Dunlop grips kind of being easier for you to grip.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like the Dunlop grips.
2: Yeah. For me, for a, the, the Babelot, uh, it, it's okay. I, I, I think it's the Syntec Pro replacement grip for me is I, I, per- I like the grip that they put on the, um, the pure strikes. It's an easy switch. And if I were using it, I would just buy it the replacement grip for that racket and, and switch it out. So it was a little uh, thinner. It's just a personal preference.
1: Yeah, that's a solid option. I I hate that we forget sometimes about Dunlop rackets. They're really good and really well-made and they've been reviewed really well by our play test team throughout the world. Cause I remember Europe loved, loved, loved this FX 500 racket. Um, so I'm glad that that made its way into the mix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not that my opinion matters today because we're talking about the five that, you know, the five that we all pick. But uh, <laughs> another one that I might mention, another one that I might mention later is another Dunlop that's kind of like modern power, 100 square inches, and,
1: I yeah. think I know what it's,
0: it's a black and it's a black and yellow one. I really like that one for a modern type of racket. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, something about that Sonic Core technology. Like it is kind of like a foam liner inside the hoop. It really gives it that like solid plush feel but you still get the power and the pop
1: for a visual anyone listening um think uh boost material i don't know if i'm supposed to say that but very 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 similar material
0: yeah it's the sonic core with infinity is what they call it or whatever yes so like responsive
1: Mm -hmm. soft in your racket yeah not your shoes
0: it's like a cushion cushion liner inside the frame Mm-hmm. And then also one thing to point out, I don't know for sure. I'm not looking at the web specs, but maneuverable this racket felt. I'm pretty sure this, the average swing weight on these FX 500s is pretty low. It's like in the low teens, maybe 312-ish mm-hmm. or like three. It, so that's definitely something that would, you know, she was spot on with if, you know, it was feeling really fast and whippy. It's got a, it's got a pretty fast swing weight, I believe.
1: It swing weight is 314.
0: See, there we go. Pretty close. But yeah, that's a pretty low, pretty I mean, not low, low, but like, you know, that's a fast filling racket. Yeah. For sure. So definitely notice that.
1: Um, from there, do we still have more blue rackets? <laughs> Was I there think another? we're
0: getting off the we're getting off the blue paint scheme and we're going into the the brighter uh yellow neon kind of pop rackets.
1: Nice. Okay. Sounds like um Okay, okay. I was gonna say a pure arrow might be next, but I think there was something else that we talked about before that one in the video.
0: Yeah, so the next one up after that, the Dunlop was the head graphene 360 plus extreme MP. Now, that one, bright yellow cosmetic, but you know, with the gray, and um, that one there, you know. I don't know if brands kind of use the same colors and you would think, okay, if, if it's kind of yellowish they're maybe they're going for a pure arrow type of racket, but, um, definitely has, you know, a lively feel, um, good power. Um, and, and then the string spacing is pretty open, so it's pretty easy spin too. So Tiff, what'd you think about the, uh, the most recent iteration of the extreme MP?
2: Yeah, I, I really, um, I've been liking the extreme. I liked the previous version and this version updated 360 plus version quite a bit. And when I got out there, I think the first thing I noticed was the spin. I thought I was hitting with a little bit more spin uh, than I was with the other rackets off the, from the baseline. I um, really liked just the, the the amount of RPMs. I'm not a big spin player, but I I noticed that uh, the shot seemed to have a little bit more hop than the others where. Uh, the other ones were maybe just a little flatter. So I liked that. And net, um, just the feel was, um, has been improved as far as feedback goes. This one, you can know where the ball is hitting on the strings. It still was comfortable, but I liked that I could sense where the ball was on the strings and it had more of a, um, closer to the, the, the pure drive, as far as having that sense of where I was hitting the ball on the string bed and less muted. And confirmed. The first thing I
1: noticed when Tiff switched to this racket was the the hop the ball was getting. So definitely she was hitting higher outside of my strike zone, um, much more arc on the ball. So it's crazy how just something so small, like maybe the string spacing's changed or it's more open really does have an effect on what the ball's doing.
0: Yeah, I'd say for sure. I wasn't hitting with Tiff, but I was standing off to the side in the coach's position or whatnot. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> watching, watching Tiff hit from the side, especially like on her forehand, it – when she transitioned in the extreme, it just seemed like everything was like really smooth and natural. I know, you know, this was like halfway through the the video, you know, maybe Tiff was just kind of getting, you know, developing the <laughs> rhythm or hitting her, hitting her sweet zone. But it definitely seemed like the timing was really smooth. She was getting easy arc on the ball. Everything just seemed like really plush and smooth. And yeah, I did notice a little more kick on the forehand, you know, I was like, Hey, is that Tiff or is that Sam Stoser? Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, we've been seeing the extreme a lot on tour lately, so it's understandable why there's a bunch of pros um, endorsing that racket. And it, it seems like very easy to use. Again, easy power, easy spin, good playability.
0: Yeah. And if anything, you know, at least when the last couple iterations, when they went like uh, 360 plus and then before that, maybe the graphene touch or whatever, a little bit more flexible beam, like the throat's a little bit thinner than the pure drive. So it gives a little bit more flex, a little more comfort, maybe just a tad more control in that aspect. Whereas like some of the older... It- Extremes. I remember going back to like well, way back. I remember microgel and then all the other ones, but there was a couple in there like Graphene XT that were like pretty stiff. They were like in the 70s or something like that. So it's kind of changed over the years, the layup of it. But this one definitely I, I find a little more comfort than, say, the pure driver And that head shape too. Oh, yeah. yeah. The head shape. Now, now a little bit more of your traditional oval shape with the past couple iterations. Whereas before it was like almost circular round, like very, very round. Like the, the old school. I remember watching like Kuznetsova and like, you know, that head shape on TV, just like super round looking.
1: Okay. What is next Troy? Now are we going pure arrow? I feel like we have to leave that fifth one to the end because it's like kind of different.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) Oh, Sticking with the the yellow green racket and the last one we went into, and I kind of put the Pure Arrow at the end of the list just because it's another Babolat racket. You know, I felt like give all the other brands you know their fighting chance, and then throw in the the second Babolat racket at the end. But uh, the last one that she hit was the Pure Arrow, mm-hmm. and um, we get that we get that question all the time. You know, mm-hmm. you look at the specs on the website. Um, you know, they're almost they're same weight, three hundred grams, almost identical balance point. Um, stiffness is pretty close. I think it's within like two points of a difference, uh, with the pure arrow, just being slightly more flexible. But for me over, over the years since they came out with the pure Aero in 2016, that was kind of the main thing from the old Aero pro drive is they really spaced apart that string pattern, made it more open, more spaced apart. So for me, I always re- realized that, you know, it gives me more of that, that lively string bed and also that really like kick on your ground strokes where you get that more vertical launch. So we definitely had to throw it in there cause it's easy power, easy spin, fairly maneuverable. What'd you think, Tiff? Uh,
2: yeah, I really, Really, the first thing I noticed was, um, the launch angle of the racket uh, The ball, just the the arc of the ball was a lot different than the others. I mean, you still get that really easy depth and power, but the spin was definitely different. Uh, I also, and I think it's maybe because I am more of a flat hit flat ball hitter that I was having a little bit more hard of a harder time controlling my shots with that one. Um, but I think that if you are someone who were using a spin a lot more than I do to control your shots, you would, would, wouldn't would have as much of an issue. It, it does give you that. For me, it felt extreme because I hit such a flat ball to see my balls taking that launch angle. And it, and the swing weight's have bumped up a little bit. That one might have actually had the highest
1: swing weight out of all the five rackets. It's at 324 compared to 320 on a Pure Drive, which it's not a lot. Obviously, four points isn't a ton, but I think it's noticeable. Also, Tiff was getting a lot of height on the ball, but it did seem like the racket, out of all of five, um, that she maybe struggled with consistency the most with. But it was also at the end of the head. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's a lot of variables here and there, but. Um, in terms of just just noting that as the person on the other side of the net, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So for like someone like that's really heavy topspin, like Tiff was saying, you're gonna get that really steep launch angle, but. For the player that does accentuate spin you're just going to get the ball to drop just as fast too so right it kind of it kind of benefits that type of player but i will say or just to back up what michelle just said um, i was talking to chris the other day too and kind of digging his picking his brain on like you know pure drive pure arrow and some of the other competitors and you know for him the main thing is is the pure arrow is is a bit more hot and cold
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: he can be like really hot, playing amazing, you know, playing, you know, doing a Rafa style, you know, and play really well with it. And then there's times where it's like, okay, if I'm missing the sweet spot a little bit more today, uh, I'm getting a little bit more spray, and or if I'm I'm trying to hit more flatter strokes or like drive through the ball, uh, it can be a little more sporadic than the pure drive at times. So I, I get that go. as well.
1: Well, what rounded out our top five? This one's kind of the controversial pick from the crew.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Almost, I almost, almost forgot, and I think uh, <laughs> I might, I might have threw it out of uh, order there with the, the this one. But um, the other racket that Tiff hit was the Wilson Clash 100, and uh, the reason I mentioned in the video, you know, uh, it might, might be the most controversial. Is a lot of people look at the website, they look at the spec, and they're like, how can a racket that has a 55 or 56 flex on it? be anywhere near comparable to a pure drive. Well, that's what we're here to to talk to you about (laughs) today. So slow your roll a little bit out there. If you're like, you're crazy. You think a clash is like a pure drive. Well,
1: have you hit it? I
0: think, and I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the team. Yeah. A lot of the team members um, it's fast. It's got a lively feel to it, even though it does have a good, you know, a decent amount of control. It's got that thicker beam, although it's not like a super stiff beam in the throat It's a modern playing racket, thicker beam, very fast, pretty easy spin. The ball does jump off with some pop, and it's a super great alternative. I know for a fact, uh, you know, players that have used pure drive or pure drive-like rackets get some tennis elbow, get some wrist issues. It's a pretty darn plush filling racket. So before I say everything about what I think about the Clash, Tiff, what were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, for me, it's really similar. It's not that it feels like a pure drive, but it gives you that – easy use like you want a racket when i think of pure drive I, I want something that's going to give me a ball that's landing deep in the court off the, when i'm swinging from the baseline with um consistently that doesn't require me to like i don't have to swing super hard i don't have lightning fast uh racket speed but i can still with a pure drive and with a clash to get good depth and good pace off my um my strokes on a consistent basis whether i'm pushed back off the baseline or not and um, hitting off my back foot. The biggest thing there is really, it is, I mean, yes, the flex is a lot different and you can feel it, It, but it responds like um, a pure drive in that you get that easy power and easy depth, but you just also get the feel. You can actually, if you're hitting side by side, you will feel, I could really feel the racket flex and how much softer it felt. So, I mean, in, in the sense that are they lining up spec wise, not necessarily. I mean, They're quite different in that the stiffness ratings, like you said, but um, the playability. It's just an easy racket to use. Gives you that that depth and that power that I'm looking for when I want a racket like that.
1: Well, I think that's something like some of these rackets. I feel like without even having hit them in the last week or so, when you think of them, you can almost feel the ball impact like in your head. Like you know what that feels Mm -hmm. like, and like the Clash 100 has a very like iconic feel when you're like hitting because it's it pockets so well and it spits out the ball so well and I feel the same with like a babble pure drive and also the e-zone 100 I feel like I have similar emotions when it comes to that so I can definitely see um how this would be a great pick especially for someone with arm problems should we talk about some that, like, maybe didn't make our top five but would be good alternatives or like slightly outside of the little like target zone
0: <laughs> for sure? Um, yeah, I was gonna say kind of like some honorable mentions or whatever, mm-hmm. exactly. And, um, and just to start things off, because a lot of people will be like, Oh, well, the clash, you know, it's super flexible, you know, that's controversial kind of pick, you know, automatically the people that know Wilson Rackets, they were gonna they'd probably in their argument say, well, what about the ultra 100 or what about the burn 100? And yeah, those are obvious. They're hundred square inch rackets, 300 grams, uh, stiff frames. I would say I would definitely throw those in the bunch mm-hmm. or in the mix with the pure drive. The the burn to me has that higher swing weight and that slightly more spaced pattern. So I'd say the burn, even though it is really stiff, is probably Wilson's take on like a pure arrow. It's that more spin frame. And that's uh, why they have the regular burn and then they have the LS or the, the spin effect versions, which are like crazy spin spin potential but hard to control if you hit the ball flat um, and then the ultra to me the ultra 100 is kind of like more their take on like the pure drive the, the, it's a 1619 pattern but it's a little bit more of a dense pattern and a pretty lively racket so I don't know if you guys remember testing those or um, have any thoughts about those ones but those are definitely in the mix
2: oh yeah I haven't hit the burn the newer burn um, the ultra 100 um, definitely I mean it fits right in there the clash is it's like I feel like I like the clash because I like that at
0: the clash feel
1: yeah. that ultra got a little brassy i think
0: yeah like tinny or like you know kind of hollowish to me um and yeah you can put a dampener on there you can try different string setups but yeah um feel wise i think yeah definitely the ultras the, the winner out of those three but yeah they definitely spec wise you know line up with that type of racket um any others particular tiff or michelle that you wanted to mention i i have a list of them so i <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I was. I know which one you're gonna bring up, so I'm not gonna say that one. Actually, I have a few
0: that you probably, you guys probably aren't thinking of. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll start off with the one that you guys might not be thinking of. Tiff, maybe I don't know because uh, I know it's a X and it actually is the frame. And this is kind of like some debatable history here, but is essentially the frame that started the Pure Drive before it was the Pure Drive, mm-hmm. and it's the uh, Ki10 that we have on the website. So it used to be a little bit lighter spec. And then when they came out with the update, it's now like a three Oh five, but it basically is like almost a copycat mold, vice versa, whichever one is copying the other of a pure drive. So yeah, the pro Ken X um, very similar playability, probably a little lower power, a little more comfort control, but definitely is a, almost a pure drive clone, so to speak. So, the Ki- does it have the kinet- that-
1: and it has the tech kinetic technology. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It does have it does have the beads in it. So it's definitely gonna be a different feel, different sound. But mm-hmm. if you're talking like frame on frame matchup, that's almost a clone of a pure drive. So
1: nice. Good to that know. one
0: definitely needs to be mentioned.
1: Yes. I feel like there's, there's still a couple more out there. Well, I know your,
0: your list is probably long.
1: Um, What about Technifiber? Do they have anything that would match up?
0: Yeah. um, Probably the, I don't know. The one that was more popular for us was Chris Edwards, old racket, the power stab. Yeah. Uh, Flash three. Was it the T flash? Yeah. Flash -Flash. 300.
1: 300. Yeah.
0: Yeah, power stab, but the newest there the most recent version that came out after was the CES um T flash. So that one, uh definitely a power, powerful racket, fairly firm. I remember hitting that one. Easy power, kind of a dampened, muted feel. I don't know if you guys have any recollections on that one, but it's definitely just an easy racket to use.
1: I was gonna say I remember um probably one of my first vocal play tests. I think, I mean, it's obviously gone through some changes over the years with technology, but I always remember the eights were very familiar or familiar feeling to a pure drive, depending on which they have the two weights in them. And that was always fun to play with because vocal has the special dampening in the the handle, which helps with, some of the stiffness and all that. So, would you agree that the vocal eights are still fairly similar to a pure drive?
2: I think so. And you got the 300 gram version, is the one I would pick of the the two weights to be like closest to the pure drive.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. The 300 gram, like a pure drive, the 315, kind of like a pure drive tour, sure, pure drive yeah. rodic yeah um but yeah definitely in that wheelhouse uh easy power easy to use um and then they even have some more rackets now like they've kind of homogenized some of their rackets at the top of their lineup (laughs) like the uh the v-cell nine is is like a little bit heavier but yeah it's like a super powerful racket now Mm -hmm. um lots of power very stiff it used to be more of like a a bridge between the eight and the ten so it was kind of like a you know, a a little bit lighter player frame. Now it's more like a a power stick. So that one too um, is definitely one from vocal that could be mentioned.
1: What else, what else do you have for us?
0: Other than that, um, going back to Dunlop. um, I know the, we tried the FX 500 um, and the SX would probably be more their competitor with the pure arrow, hence Mm -hmm. the yellow, yellow color. Um, but I love the SX 300 Tour. I mean, I know that's the beefier one. That's more like a pure arrow tour, pure drive tour. Yeah. And the SX the SX 300 is a little bit closer to the pure drive weight, pure arrow weight. Um, and they're not quite as stiff. I think they're like mid sixty flex, not quite seventy. So maybe that's another reason why I like them because they kind of bridge that gap between like a powerful pure arrow, pure drive, and maybe more like a pro staff or pure strike or something like that. But really like those rackets and I know you guys have played them and maybe just a little bit more controllable comfort side of the spectrum to the to the boomsticks I guess you could call them
1: for sure yeah I remember that play test and really enjoyed it as well. Again, I mean, we got to get more Dunlops in people's hands because they are making great rackets that are really easy to play with and fun to play with.
0: Yeah. I do recall one specific time hitting with Tiff. And I think I brought a SX 300 tour when we were testing. She had an SX 300 and they almost had the same swing weight. They were both like (laughs) in the, in the three thirties. And that was the one thing that Tiff would say is like, yeah, it's a good racket, but it swings like a, almost like a 12 ounce racket. It's like super beefy, but maybe that's again why I like it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, you like you like swing weights a little bit um, higher than I do. I'm more of like a 320, 325 max is my, my mm-hmm. sweet spot there for the swing weights. But I mean, when, if I can get them around in, um, in time, maintaining that swing speed for an extended period of time is my issue. And you just get starting to hit the ball late. But I do really like the, the feel of those Dunlop brackets, um, both the SX and the FX lines. Anything else, Troy? What else are we missing? Do we
0: there? Are, there are a couple others I will in the in the list with because I got okay. a bunch of them, but ones that we maybe don't talk about as much. But yeah. from head, I definitely would throw the Instinct MP in there, even though it is a, like a little bit more flexible. I mean, the color of it—it's definitely in the Pure Drive sort of cosmetic. So the Instinct MP, and then one that some people might not even know is kind of like a Pure Drive—the way it's shaped is the speed s so they have the speed mp and all that but they have an s version which is like a super thick beam it's a little bit lighter it's like 10 7 or 10 8 so it's kind of like more like a pure drive team but that racket is basically like a a more powerful racket like an extreme or something but it's in a it's in a speed paint job so that one kind of <laughs> hides no one really <laughs> talks about that one as like a pure drive type of racket but it definitely is I love um, that. so those two for those two from head for sure, and then last but not least, I did want to mention um, the Prince uh, Warrior 100 or Tech Stream Warrior 100, mm-hmm. um, and also one that we recently play tested the Ripstick because that they definitely pack some power. And I know you guys have hit those, the, at least the Ripsticks. I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. definitely the Ripstick is some power. Yeah, and pretty good spin too with um, those O ports.
0: Big I feel like
1: ports, that yeah. that racket is named appropriately. Ripstick. You know exactly what you're getting when you when you get it.
0: I would say definitely uh, definitely a different feel than a pure drive because of those big old ports and how like that can kind of mute things and dampen things. But for those players that have tried an 03 or an old school you know older Prince rackets, it definitely packs a punch.
1: Awesome. Well, you guys, I think for anyone listening, if they've either never played with the pure drive or have always played with the pure drive, I feel like we have given them a lot of options to either fill a demo order up with or even just kind of bite the bullet and gravitate towards one of these rackets that are easy power, easy depth, easy maneuverability, really good options out there. I kind of want to go revisit some of these as well, especially now that you said the Speed S, I'm kind of like, hmm, that could be fun. For a Friday hit yeah. or something. I mean, I definitely
0: would have to I definitely would have to wait it up for you, Michelle, and get it to you closer <laughs> to your spec. Because it, it's like a I think it's like a 290, a 290 frame. So I'd have to yeah. put some beef to it. But hey, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember there was a light, was it part of the e zone family? I think I always I gravitated towards one of the lighter e zones, one one of the iterations. I can't remember. So sometimes it's fun to swing. Rackets that are outside of your wheelhouses of specs.
0: The EZO <laughs> okay. 98 light.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry. You were told everyone was frozen. Yes, the EZO 98 light, I think, was the one that I liked. Okay, let's wrap this thing up before it really kicks yeah. me off. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining to chat further about these rackets that are similar to the pure drive. Um, rackets that are easy to swing, really maneuverable, easy power, easy spin at the end of the day, there are lots of fun, easy fun on the court. Um, We're going to probably continue to do stuff like this. So we would love to hear what you guys want to hear about next, whether it's the Roger Federer racket or maybe a blade 98 or why my only Navy Wilson rackets, maybe the pure arrow, um, maybe the V core 100. You guys tell us what rackets you want us to compare and give you some more options for your demo list and rackets to check out. So thanks you guys for joining to Troy anything, any last words.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for having us awesome and of course with this episode we will make sure that we link to the video that we alluded to uh there's a whole video of us talking about the same thing and if you guys have questions or feedback or only nice feedback though please or comments on what racket you want us to do next please email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com and until next time happy hitting